Sir, we've had a little problem. These two women are just arriving. They objected to giving up their weapons. Klingons do not surrender their weapons. Who are you? We are Lursa and Baton of the House of Duras. Hello and welcome to the Duras Sisters podcast. We are not Klingons, but we are sisters. And I'm Ashlyn. And I'm Rihanna. And today, we are delighted to have with us the third and best Dura sister, Gabby Hurd, is in the studio today. Thank you! Hi! (laughs) So awesome to have you here, Gabby. I'm really excited to be here. Yes, so for those of you who have listened to our Prodigy episodes, you might notice a theme because we have had Gabby on for every one of those discussions because that is who the show is made for, is her age group. Gabby, will you tell us how old you are at the moment? I am 11 years old. Just like your favorite character, 11. (laughs) One of your favorites, yeah. Yeah, I have a shrine dedicated to her friend over in my room and I'm wearing a t-shirt dedicated to Max. Mayfield, because I am obsessed with Stranger Things. Yes! Ooh, I love that we have some, you already are a sci-fi and like fantasy lover, because that's of course what we are, so we love to see it. (laughs) Also, you can tell you're in the herd family, because uh, Rihanna also has a shrine to Spock in her room. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So we love a weird shrine or two. (laughs) Yeah, Ashlyn, you gotta start making like a McCoy one or something. Jamie. I have Honestly. a shrine dedicated to my favorite character. It's the <laughs> best way to go through life. Things. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's why we have you here on a Star Trek podcast, Gabby. It just makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, so literally, yeah. Before we start talking about holodecks and Prodigy, I have some questions for you, Gabby. Like I mentioned, you've been on a couple of these Prodigy episodes with us. So who's your favorite character as of now? Has it changed? I think last time it was Gwen since we talked. What's your opinion now? Murph. Yeah. Amazing. Great choice. Why? Why do you like Murph? Murph is the security guard. Murph is probably, Murph is very underrated. Especially after, how do you feel after his glow up? Like after he like literally. Glow up. Yes. Glow up made me love him even more. He's like a baby little alien. Yes. (laughs) I love Murph's little top knot. Like that is everything to me. (laughs) Yeah. I love him. I love him so much. I I was very surprised to hear that answer, but I you're not wrong. Like, there's yeah. really no wrong answer. Rihanna, what about you? Have uh, who's your favorite character from Prodigy? I, I am and always will be a Rock Talk stan. I think Rock Talk is just phenomenal. She's always saving the day and gets to be her own self. I just love everything about her, and I absolutely love the voice actor. I think they do it or she does a great job. Woo. Uh, I love Janeway. Every version of Janeway. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> On a show, like not even, she's not even from the original show. You're like, I just love Janeway, y'all. <laughs> I'm so happy she's here with us. Uh, yeah. I would say Rock Talk or Gwen if I had to choose. Um, okay. Original, yeah. So also, Gabby, you're getting older and I know the different shows that you're watching are changing, like Stranger Things, of course, has been added to the dock. Um but what other shows are you watching right now as a fifth grader going into middle school next year? Um, I am watching The X-Files. Yes. Woo-woo. I am watching, of course, Stranger Things. Yes. 
Um, I am watching. What am I watching? Um, Modern Family. Great. Excellent. Wonderful. Same. Yeah, I don't know if there's any uh, similarities to last time we asked you this question. There's one. Well, there's two. Yes. Avatar Forever. Yes. Of course. And The Legend of She-Ra. Yes. She-Ra. I'm glad that She-Ra's still on your watch list. It's so good. Yes, it is. So it seems like you're fading out of animated shows in general. Would you say that's true? Kind of. Mostly. Yeah. Because I, I know last time we talked to you, you were interested in like, uh, the, the I'm sorry, I forgot its name, but the show about the camp and the counselors and stuff, like more Disney oh, yeah. Channel type shows. Oh, yeah. Nickelodeon Disney. I used to be really into that. I remember. Yeah. What's that camp show called? I think Bunked. Is, Bunked. is it That's that? I can't remember. <laughs> That's the one. You got it. <laughs> But yeah, like that, it is interesting because I, I noticed the same thing with Ashlyn and I um, is really, it was only Avatar that was left for us for a while watching something animated and the rest was just like, we were watching MASH with our dad or X-Files with our dad. <laughs> like, I'm you know, watching X-Files Trek. with dad. Yeah, exactly. Do you watch with the lights on or off? Depends on the day. Depends on the day. Sure. Yeah, fair. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, I think I was the same. If dad had the lights off, I'd be like, um. <laughs> I'll brave it, I guess. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and Harry Potter. Oh, of course. Gotta, well, yes. gotta have course. HP in there. Yeah. Absolutely. Always. Love that. Okay. Wait, were you going to say something, Rihanna? Um, well, I was just going to ask too. So we're talking about the shows that you've been loving and watching. And I'm just curious we're not, of course, here to compare, but I am interested to see how Prodigy sort of lands in your liking of it so far. Just what's your overall feel? I love Prodigy. I love it. It's probably going to be one of the only animated shows that I still watch. It's awesome. really good. I do really appreciate it. So overall, I love it. I love anything involving Murph. Yes, <laughs> Murph content for days. Murph oh. deserves anything and everything. Absolutely. I, I think also a big part of people like what they're watching, it really depends on the streaming service. And I know for me, I really only watch Star Trek and SpongeBob on Paramount Plus. And <laughs> so like nothing else is in my rotation. And so I can imagine it if you don't regularly have Paramount open, like you're not even thinking about Star Trek or Prodigy, you know? I don't regularly have Paramount open. It's usually Hulu and Netflix. Yeah. And that says a lot, Ashlyn, good point. And I think that that's been one of Star Trek's like hardest times is when it got off Netflix and went to, went to Paramount because Paramount Plus is just like a terrible platform. It's just <laughs> not very user-friendly. Yeah. And so I feel like, yeah, it makes it sometimes harder for kids and adults to get into Star Trek. But, you know, we have what we have and and I'm actually, actually like shouldn't be complaining because foreign Star Trek fans have it way worse anyone outside of the U.S. has to wait a long time for different episodes to drop and like try not to get spoiled in the meantime. So you are all doing the hard work, actually. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to them. Yeah. Woo! Seriously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we dedicate this episode to all the struggles and hardships you faced. <laughs> yeah. Of all of our foreign listeners. Like, this and is dedicated to you. You know, speaking of foreign listeners, we actually have a ton of patrons that live outside the U.S. So I want to take a quick moment to thank all of our patrons, including those here <laughs> and abroad. We have MC Freudis, Spotted Giraffe, Isabel, David Willett, 
Kurlan Naskos, Wolf Witt, Rick Mason, John T. Bolds, Gil Dara, Jeff Richardson, Never Otter Even, Anna Post, T. Alexander, Ivan Fetch, and Michelle. Y'all are the real ones. This episode is also dedicated to you. <laughs> yes. Thank you, patrons. We really appreciate all of your support. And for those of you who have been thinking about maybe becoming a patron of a podcast, we have entry. You can donate any amount per month and receive different benefits at different levels. We're just about to start April, and every month we refresh, resend out merch for people who need it, who are paying a certain amount. So uh, this is a great time to join the Dura Sisters Collective. I, I also realize we don't really have a name for our fans. Yeah, like the, Strange the House Pod calls it how, the Collective, which is cool. I know, I just stole that, but we could be the House of Duras. Like, you gotta we join really are. Our, you know? Yeah, you join the Klingon ranks. So, <laughs> yeah. speaking of joining the ranks, before we ask our holodeck questions, we have to pick some action figures. And Gabby, I'm going to be picking your action figure today since you are our special guest. One day, maybe Gabby will have some to choose from if we just start setting your Star Trek action action figure. Yes. (laughs) We could have, who is it? Is it Hermione or someone? (laughs) My 10th birthday, I got a Hermione. We have Hermione in the house. I think she'll be a great addition to the holodeck episode. I'm going to pick a Star Trek one for you, Gabby, as well. And then I'll pick my own. This one's Gabby's. Sorry, Gabs. And this one's mine. Okay. Um, Ashlyn, would you like to go first? I have um, Captain Picard, but he is in his Gambit outfit. And I end up choosing this action figure a lot. A lot. This is like yeah. his third appearance on the pods. And the first time I didn't even know who he was. Yeah, so. your, your poor chap really needs to get his arm fixed. You just got to get some <laughs> Gorilla Glue for that. I have so <laughs> many armless action figures. Um, Rihanna, who did you pick for Gabby? Gabby, I chose a villain for you. I'm very sorry. Her name's Sila. <laughs> um, she is a very evil Romulan and the daughter of a beloved character. So her and Hermione would not get along. <laughs> no, they would have a lot of arguments. <laughs> but I actually, this is no joke. I didn't look at all. Chose a character who's been probably on a lot of our minds recently from Picard. So spoilers if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen episode five of Picard, because I've chosen Ro Laren and i'm crying (laughs) so i love her and i'm happy she's here to talk about prodigy with us today uh because she deserves the world and that's all i'm saying on that topic (laughs) (laughs) oh all right let's just move right along right out of this world uh okay so this is the last episode of our holodeck series i'm so excited that we get to go out with a bang with all three of the sisters here this has been quite a journey because we have gone all the way from the like creation of the holodeck now to the most advanced version that we know of the holodeck coming out in prodigy but we are introducing it to new viewers who and and to children and to people who haven't seen any star trek before so i think this is a great way to talk about the holodeck so rihanna i'm going to start with you what episode, I know, Rihanna, you've seen the whole series before this podcast. What episode was your favorite or which one stands out to you the most from all the ones we watched today? You know, I'm just going to have to go with Ghost in the Machine because it is like the holodeck episode of Prodigy. You know, it's very much featured the entire time. Uh, it's got a lot of classic Star Trek tropes and Star Trek uh, just like plots we've seen before sort of mesh together into one episode. So I'm really excited to talk about that one um, closing out the pod today. But I that one really stood out for me, especially just as a holodeck episode. I'm like, 
this is it, you know, <laughs> that's the one. So, um, Gabby, how about you? My favorite you? was Time Amok. Yes, yes. Because I just love that Rock Talk took action because Rock Talk isn't always recognized. Woo! Yes. Recognized. Rock Talk exactly. love. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That Ashlyn, is a great, yeah. great answer. I was actually also going to say Ghost in the Machine, but that's actually when I think about like what are the holodeck episodes in Prodigy, the one I think about is also time amok with the um, grain yeah yeah i just think a lot about that riddle and i'm like what is going on here yeah <laughs> like that holodeck scene is such a small part of the episode but i just it it really sticks in my memory and that's even over kobayashi which has sure. which is like arguably one of the best holodeck yeah we didn't even talk about it yeah, yeah and it yeah. wasn't even like on the top of the head so mm -hmm. um Okay, well, these are all great answers. And now, yeah. Gabby, this is a question that Rihanna and I both answered when we started the series, and now I'm putting it to you. If you had a holodeck, where would you go? What would you do in it? That's a really good question. I guess I would probably, first of all, I would go see what your what you guys were like when you were small children like me. Awesome. <laughs> You'll see us watching a lot of Star Trek in, Ash, in that in that room yeah. you're in right now. Actually. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So true. Fun fact: I'm in Ashlyn's old room. Yeah, Crazy. a lot of Star Trek was watched there, like most of TNG. I think you can still see the <laughs> pins in the walls from all the posters I had up. Yep, most of them are. And I have an old poster of yours still hung up. Yeah, yes. incredible, amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'd go back and watch you and I would haunt you and I would pretend to be with you. That would be awesome. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I would pretend that I grew up with you. Wow. Oh, I wanted really... that. Yeah. Wow. That's I'm so wholesome. That's really yeah. awesome. <laughs> I love that. Wow. wow. Let sleeping tears cry, I guess. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Good one. I'd just be really creepy. No, you'd be really amazing. Would... I think, honestly, you would judge us hard. <laughs> okay, fun fact, we used to make gifts for different Star Trek characters. I'm just telling the whole world this because I think we told it when Julian was on. Uh, we yeah. used to make gifts and then pretend we were the characters giving the whosoever birthday it was a gift. So I still have birthdays of Star Trek characters in my phone calendar to this day from those times when I was like oh it's Scotty's birthday I gotta make him a gift <laughs> so if you wanted to do that with us please join us on the holodeck that's what I'm saying that. you'd be like what is going what? on like this is <laughs> <laughs> they ended up being really creative gifts and <laughs> I really stretched my creativity yeah I made an entire like actually speaking of holodecks I made like a cardboard Dixon Hill like display like he was in the holodeck I made a little Dixon Hill I made the cardboard like box open like the holodeck opens it was a blast so you know what we stand by it <laughs> I was Amazing. like had a foam piece of like black foam <laughs> and I like sewed Picard's face into yeah, it <laughs> sewed it in like it took her hours <laughs> Anyway. Gabby's face looks very yeah like, are you disturbed excited I can't tell <laughs> all of the above <laughs> the above yeah. yeah oh all right well let's get this literal yeah. party started so we are gonna just break the glass let's just talk about hologram Janeway because she is one of the main characters on this show mm -hmm. and I, I think it's awesome, Gabby. I know you haven't seen Voyager, but in the show that Janeway's originally from, there is a doctor 
um, who is entirely holographic and that's how he is the whole show and he's a main character. And so I thought it was really great that they're including Janeway, hologram Janeway in this show that's sort of a Voyager sequel. Um, so I thought that was a, like a cool ode to it. And also it's just very pleasant to have a little hologram Janeway running around. She's a great character to hold on to for old Star Trek fans. And she's very awesome to get to know, I assume like even as a new one. And yes, you can tell she's not like the real Janeway, but it doesn't matter. She's just like a friend. It has all, she has all of her qualities and her core values, you know, and that's what makes it so comforting to have Janeway back on the screen and to hear Kate Mulgrew's voice who plays Janeway. She's just a glorious goddess and I'm in love with her. So that also helps, you know. That escalated. Um, I love that. You're like, it's just great to have this glorious goddess. goddess. Yeah. <laughs> I should build a shrine to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, the shrine community we are yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but gabby yeah how do you feel in in all about hologram janeway and her sort of position on the ship she is too good for this galaxy yes yes she Agreed. is amazing the ending crushed me i watched it this morning i was gonna kill whoever made that so i love her yeah did not expect that coming no that was like utterly painful devastating <laughs> i just want a doll to die i'll be honest <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing yeah yeah you know i i do want to talk briefly about janeway hologram janeway's end here because she ends up of course saving everyone and there's not enough room for her complex file and so she has to delete herself essentially and we know that like this kind of deletion is not something that can really be re repaired, you know, like the doctor has talked about this on Voyager, like there's decompiling and then there's just like erasing <laughs> a program. <laughs> so um, that was just devastating to then, oh, the scene that gets me though is when they're all looking at her like pre-recorded message and especially Rock Talk is just like not believing it, like know what's going on, like where she's got to be here with us, you know, because it's not complete without her. Yeah, and I think she signifies like what Starfleet is to them because yeah. like they had this ship and the ship like the protostar is great, but it's not like it conveyed the morality that Starfleet is and it, that was all Janeway and there's really no better person to be that liaison. Yeah, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sobbing like I sobbed so hard <laughs> during all of that. Um, Here's the thing too. though, I think they have a copy at headquarters, you know? I mean, she's not going to be as developed, um, but... She like, might be the same. I know she won't be the same. <laughs> I know, but I still think we've not seen the end of Hologram Janeway. I think this will be a death fake out in the next season. I like your optimism, Ashlyn. I, I f that felt pretty final to me. Like the whole sacrificing yourself for your crew. That's very like Spock. But Spock did get death faked out. So <laughs> I guess anything's possible. But it's also very data who technically also got a death fake out. I'm like, Rihanna, keep going. I'm burying my own grave. I'm yes. digging my own grave here. Yeah. Well, um, we also got a death fake out earlier this season, though, to be fair. Yeah. When she went goth? Yeah, when she went yeah. goth. Mm-hmm. That goth was very scary. <laughs> I love goth um, So everyone knows, because this is not a visual thing, Ashlyn has named the members of the zoom she is real janeway i'm hologram janeway and gabby is goth janeway 
<laughs> that checkout. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that checks. Yeah. And so you're right, Gabby, that that was kind of a death fake out. I was so worried that she was now fully evil. Um, but so quickly, she's just like, nope, actually, my program was rewritten. She does her little like stop hand when he tries to get through yeah. and has this combat mode. That was amazing. I loved it. I'm a huge fan of Goth Janeway, and I definitely want to be her at a convention. I just think that'd be the coolest costume. I know Julian's wife from Strange New Pod, I just heard, was yeah. Goth Janeway, and so I'm totally going to just steal her idea 100%. It's genius. And it was a great device, I think, too, for us to sort of feel that like trepidation that she might be gone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sure now she her. is gone. <laughs> we're all devastated over here <laughs> um, and then also another thing like about her programming and how she didn't know she was doing those things yes yeah this is this is wild and throughout every episode of prodigy we start finding out that janeway doesn't quite remember what's going on like she eventually sees chakotay like a recording of chakotay's the playback of the last time that he set a log like we're crashing uh, and he just she just remembers like Chakotay it seems like you're not my first crew so yeah. that's the first thing she realizes yeah. is oh my god which is like, a big one what's like going you've, on uh, you've been sentient longer than you realize like that's scary for her that is yeah that, I mean that would be really scary it really makes you sympathize with her a lot that the diviner is completely manipulating her program and she doesn't exactly. know exactly well, and again, kudos to Janeway that they like base this hologram off of, because like I said, they're taking traits from her and putting it into this hologram that we know and love. And I think that really helps her sort of deal with all this stuff because literally when she has a program, she like doesn't remember and Gwen is going through in an, in uh, Mortal Star part two, I believe she's going through Janeway's program and Janeway's like, if you're going to rifle through my head, I'm going to need my coffee first. <laughs> and then she gets out her holographic coffee and takes a sip. Like that is the most iconic moment. Like that's all Janeway needs to get through this. <laughs> and then this isn't hologram Janeway related, but when Dahl was like in Janeway's body and then he just goes, she tried to stop. Yes. Yeah, and she spits out the coffee. Left. Yeah. That's I think that's my favorite Star Trek episode that's come out in the last like five years. <laughs> Same, like no jokes. It's so good. Yeah, I've seen it upwards of 10 times now. Like it's so funny. Um, I was thinking that about that too. Like Janeway literally says in that episode, like I once turned into a salamander. Like I've, I'm used to this stuff. And that's exactly it. Like even hologram Janeway is used to this stuff. Yeah. Well, I think we should move on and start talking about the first episode. I'm going to read the watch list. So to prepare for this podcast, we watched the episodes Kobayashi, Time Amok, A Moral Star Part 2, Asylum, Let Sleeping Borg Lie, and Ghost in the Machine. So I, I mean, obviously, like we are going to keep bringing up Hologram Janeway. So I thought like, let's just keep, get the ball rolling on this. Um, this first episode Kobayashi I love to watch because we've seen you know Ran and I have been discussing every series and how they introduce the holodeck how uh technologically advanced it is so this is the the whole ship the protostar is a prototype and it's <laughs> I really can't wait to learn why the 
if it was launched, if it was like still prototype. A prototype? Yeah, what? Yeah, That's crazy. I'm just waiting. Um, but so this is the top of the line. This is the best ship that Starfleet has to offer. So we have to assume that this is one of the best holodecks in the fleet, <laughs> you know, yeah. and hologram Janeway is the person who introduces Dahl and yeah, and yeah. Jacob. Um, and she shows, uh, oh, and Murph actually is the one who stumbles in, first of all, and we see him on icy tundra, and Janeway says that, oh, he's on Andoria 4, like, classic. I love that um, she goes, a classic. Like, yeah. she's just, like, she's really yeah. showing off her holodeck expertise here, obviously. Well, it's her, it's, yeah. like, she must connect with it, I, I guess, because the hologram party. Mm-hmm. Um, we also see them skydiving on City Alpha 5. Um, fighting the Kalifi on Vulcan, um, and Jane Eyre, her favorite holodeck program. And then we end up on the Kobayashi Maru. So let's talk about these programs. And Gabby, I really want to hear from you. What, are you. what do you think about the holodeck? The holodeck is really, I love that like, it's like kind of like a training way. But at the same time, it's like, it can like challenge them. And they totally. don't have to know that they're in the holodeck. That's what I love. Yeah, like we're going to see in Ghost of the Machine. That is always one of my favorite tropes in Star Trek, where it's like, we've been in the holodeck all this time, you know, and you're like, yes. oh, um, yeah. What did you think seeing the holodeck for this first time? Like, I I personally loved seeing Murph just like playing in the snow, <laughs> like that as the introduction. So cute and, and very Murph to find the holodeck first. <laughs> exactly. Again, Murph. I really love Murph. Like, I could go on for hours just talking about Murph, but that's not what we're here for. So... <laughs> we're going to do a Murph special sometime, I think. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I better be invited. <laughs> Every episode. <laughs> yeah, you're stuck with us, Gabs, now. <laughs> I've been for 11 years, and I'm still proud. Hey. <laughs> okay, so let's not get sidetracked like we usually do. Yeah. <laughs> so... What I really thought about seeing the holodeck for the first time is, of course, Murph. And I was just kind of confused at the beginning. I was like, because I've never seen Star Trek before. I was like, okay, we're, we're in the holodeck now. All right, let's learn yeah, about like, what sure. it means. I just kind of like was as confused as those kids, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I feel like at the end of this episode, it it still doesn't make it quite clear about what the holodeck is because the plot of the story ends up getting more focused on doll taking the kobayashi maru over and over and over again so i definitely don't think this is a great like adventure in the holodeck you know yeah yeah i think if they were doing a maybe a star trek show geared towards kids that was like a more episodic and more about like some fun adventures then they would probably do more adventure like holodeck episodes but for this like they're truly learning how to fly the ship by themselves and how to be like sort of posing as starfleet at this point to hologram janeway and literally just trying to like figure out how to run outrun the diviner and so i love that they sort of stumble across it instead and that it does make sense that it would be a little more confusing because it's like they don't have time to explain <laughs> the mechanics of it. I don't think it's until Ghost in the Machine, their very last episode, that uh, Rock Talk finally gives us like a better explanation of what of how the holodeck works because it just seems like crazy. Like, how is that person way far over there? How long does this thing go? You know? I agree. Yes. 
I and I actually noticed. Um, I I want to talk briefly about Kobayashi Maru. This is not a Kobayashi Maru podcast. I'm going to try yeah. to keep it really brief because <laughs> yeah, that's a like heavy topic. But mm -hmm. um, Dahl does say at one point when he like gets beamed over to the Klingon ship, like how big is this thing? So yeah. he's like still discovering how exactly the holodeck works as he's doing the Kobayashi Maru, and this to Star Trek is knew the fact that they're using a holodeck for the Kobayashi Maru because the, of course the first time it, well, it actually had me questioning because it was like okay the Kobayashi Maru, Maru that I know takes place on Starfleet Academy in San Francisco and it's like a room that they built to look like a ship but I was even thinking like did I forget Wrath of Khan did they have holodecks in that movie but no no, no. they don't yeah um, and uh, so I think that's an interesting development and i think probably i mean we haven't seen a live kobayashi maru in so long at the academy <laughs> yeah. i'm thinking now they probably dismantled that room and that's just a holodeck but i'm sure i, they I would love do other to know. simulations and stuff because yeah like starfleet has to go through like spacewalk training and so they probably do holo use holodecks for all of that stuff like gabby was saying like it really is such use as a training device and we see a lot of times in star trek it only being used as a recreational device so it's really interesting that prodigy is definitely going more this direction yeah i really i really did enjoy this episode i do love kobayashi but i just time amok is just a yes yeah, yeah well let's go on to time amok yeah. um I, I also, because I'm such a nerd, I have to say that they would never do the Kobayashi Maru on a ship really for any reason that I can think of. I think, But I think it's great that Dahl gets to do it because that's what he's struggling with in this episode is how to be a good captain. And when you're at the academy and about to graduate, that's the test that you take. So I and the whole, you know, seeing old actors and using old audio clips, I thought was yeah. awesome. Gabby, you probably didn't have any like excitement to all these old characters coming on the screen because you don't know them but um there was some great easter eggs for everybody else yeah i think they're starting to be like hey new people to star trek look at these awesome characters that we've already made like go watch these other shows kind of thing you know it's kind of their own little like plug and i love that because you're choosing like the best characters like ahura crusher spock and odo, odo. Yeah. and then scotty at the end you know so a lot of people yeah. who are past now, and that was really it, special. Oh, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. No, you're fine. All right. So I just, I loved meeting that, like, old crew for, like, the first time, because I know that that Rio really likes Spock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wearing a Spock t-shirt as we speak. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so so I, it was really cool, like, to meet that team and just know what it was about and, like, in that brief few moments and see how, like, Dahl and, like, his team yeah. manages on yeah. the Kobayashi. Totally. Yeah, yes. that was cool. Mm -hmm. All right, well, let's get to Gabby's favorite. Let's go to Time Amok and let's talk about this grain. <laughs> and this rice. <laughs> How does the chicken and the fox get across the river with the grain? <laughs> okay, so Rihanna, will you talk about why we're on the holodeck? <laughs> sure, yeah, this is purely training. Like this episode is literally Janeway needing to teach the group how to work together because at this point, Yes, Dahl has gone through a bit of a transformation from the Kobayashi Maru. He's learning how to listen to his crew better, but they just got off, got off of this debacle from First Contact, uh, where First Contact went terribly, and the Frengi like stole all these crystals. And so Janeway is really like, these cadets have no idea what they're doing. I need to teach them how to work together. And so she puts them in a simulation on the holodeck of a simple, not simple, but like of a problem-solving 
uh, task of getting the fox and the chicken and the grain over in the boat across the river. And yeah, so that's about it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, about it. Um, Gabby, what did, what did you think of all the different solutions? <laughs> um, I, I have like this brain puzzle app. That was a, that was a riddle. I did not pass it, so I was curious to see the actual answer. I know they never told us. Never did. Never that level. I'm still stuck. <laughs> Dang it! I remember that little puzzle app. They were really good at that. Yeah. Um, I I don't I don't know what the answer would be. Either. I mean, Janeway said you're getting warmer when you could cross, like come back. So I think they just come back and get the fox at the end, but. And the fox would eat just the human you just know yeah. on your arm a little so you'd have to like get ready to fight the fox yeah you'd have to have like really long sleeves on or something but... get, a, get a rabies shot before you yeah. do this adventure yeah exactly but it could work i don't know yeah that's a very good point like just tell us the answer so that's how the episode opens and then of course we hit this anomaly and time is fractured and everybody's going through different timelines something I thought was really special was when we come back to the holodeck at like sort of the middle end of the episode where we're seeing everything from Rock Talk's perspective and she's just alone and she's um, sad and she comes back on the holodeck to rewatch them trying to solve the problem of getting the grain and fox and everything across the river. And I thought this was so important because again the like she could be using the holodeck for anything she could even be pretending that her friends are like alive and she's just hanging out with them in the holodeck but instead of going that route and living on the holodeck she just watches an old memory that they have together on the holodeck and i thought that was really sweet and special and a good way for her to cope with what she was going through yeah yeah thank you for saying that ashlyn that's such a good point and it also makes me think she probably was also going in there to remember that like to remind herself that the team is all working together and i have my part even if it's awful and i have to wait how many ever years she was by herself um and i think that that is also probably if i were her and if i were the writers of prodigy you know I would think that that's something Rock Talk would do a lot. Like she'd go back there and watch the scene and say like, remember why I'm doing this. You know, it's because we're all working together. And this is like the ultimate test of can we work together as a crew? Everyone else has done their part before their timeline exploded. And so that's really cool and special. And if it were me though, I would be living in the holodeck. Like <laughs> there's no way I would, I would try to be by myself for that many years. Absolutely not. <laughs> Even if they were just holograms, like they was a hologram, you know, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I would, I, I'd go insane after five minutes. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, big mood. Yeah. I'd be like, oh man, I finally have to learn engineering. This is so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I've all this time. Yeah. I just give up. Like that, I have all the ice cream it has to offer. Yep. I live in the holodeck and I'd watch you guys <laughs> grow up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so that would actually be like a very sad episode of prodigy <laughs> it would be, yeah. I'd be weeping. <laughs> oh my gosh oh. wow well yeah I, so good i think let's move on to a moral star um 
this one <laughs> Rihanna can you talk about this <laughs> sure so thing yeah I, I know that the hall they use the holodeck at the very beginning and this yeah is this is actually cool and we haven't seen this so this is this is part two of the finale of of the first part lol of the season uh, like episode 10 and it connects with episode 9 and so they use the holodeck as a previously on which i've never seen before they're like okay everyone like crew let's go on the holodeck and watch what just happened with gwen and her dad and everything yeah and i think also they're trying to piece it out be like what do you remember you know what's going on um this whole this whole finale is really crazy and mostly i at least from part two want to focus on janeway and goth janeway and her sort of like epicness here um because this is of course where the diviner thinks "Ooh, i've corrupted this hologram like now she will be my minion and she gets all emo she has like a black <laughs> uniform on this like black lipstick it's just oh. epic it's the I love got, of I my found, life. <laughs> I unlocked a whole new attraction. I was like, am I attracted to God Janeway? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. She's awesome. And of course, because this is all a ruse, you know, like Gwen, or she had upgraded her before. So Janeway was acting this entire time, which also just shows how the hologram Janeway's skill. Like she is probably a much better actor than uh, <laughs> than our sweet Admiral Janeway. I've not <laughs> seen her act well in the holodeck before. <laughs> <laughs> wow fair haven slamming her yeah I see. Wow. exactly um but yeah so i just let's talk about goth janeway if we're friends. yes i i i love goth janeway she is definitely up there in the favorites <laughs> yes mm-hmm. i was scared the first time that i what that i was like i was like janeway well not like scared scared i've seen stranger things <laughs> yeah. yeah very different type of you're, you're I've brave. Seen the fourth season <laughs> yes that's very yeah. brave yeah um but like w- what like was really i was just like you're so amazing i love your goth look but <laughs> you're evil yeah exactly when she kind of matches the diviner and something i just thought was so dramatic of her that is not at all like normal janeway like janeway would never dress in an outfit like that way but i just thought it was so like here i am i'm evil now (laughs) yeah so amazing i just i love it it's a great flair like i wish the doctor on voyager had done that you know just (laughs) he's in a goofy mood he's like now i'm a rainbow color yeah yeah Well, and I honestly love, too, that not only is she dramatic getting into the Janeway goth, she's extra dramatic coming out again. And she goes, like, she's pretty much just like, no, I have been faking this whole time. Gwen stopped you, like, your own daughter, your own progeny. Um, Just genius. And I love that she is sort of, like, a proud mama Janeway. You know, she's like, my daughter, Gwen, did a great job on this, and I and I just did a great job fooling you, you know, and then yes. she literally activates hand-to-hand combat, like, mode, which I love that she has. Like, it's really great that Janeway, like, the pretty much that they listened to the Doctor and Voyager and gave her different capacities to do different things when needed. Like, that's, that's genius. Yeah amazing Rihanna this is such a great point I didn't even think about that that of course so much of this innovation is brought to us by 
Joe or whatever his name is now in the <laughs> in this time period, uh, the EMH. Yeah. Um, Was that him? What, who are you talking about? Well, Joe? I just watched Endgame recently, and he said his name was oh, Joe. Joe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, is that the, what is he? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, who, I don't know what his canon name is, because Endgame's not canon. So, yeah. la, la, me, la. Me <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, so just, um, I think this is, like, she's having the time of her life. Like, she's having so much fun, and you can see that coming through, especially like Rihanna said, when she turns back to, to just normal Janeway. And I just, I wish she had her memories of everything that she went through with Chakotay and with the first crew, because I don't think she did anything near this fun <laughs> with him. <laughs> no, no, I, I think she's really getting to activate her kid mode again, too. Like she gets to really just play and be and have fun and think of new ideas because the crew are, are kids, you know, and they're all kind of in this mindset of just like, we're just going by and Janeway is a great resource and a great help, but she's also flawed in these different ways obviously from like fundamentally she was programmed to like make them go to Starfleet but I just mean like as any person is including holograms like we yeah. all have our like hang-ups and everything and and so it's really cool to see that this Janeway is really different from the Admiral Janeway we see in the part two of season one and from the Janeway we know in Voyager because the Janeway we know in Voyager is stressed all the time and like having to get her crew home for like she what she thinks is gonna be 70 years and this Janeway is just like exploring with children <laughs> and teaching them things about Starfleet like that's so different and she gets to just have fun and relax and be goth Janeway and save the day and exactly like we all should get that little blow up first love of my life <laughs> well Rihanna speaking of real Janeway I think let's jump to asylum yes. um where I just passed away <laughs> because <laughs> my favorite holodeck scene happens in this episode <laughs> yes so poor poor admiral vice admiral janeway she is just searching for chakotay because he went missing and she's on the dauntless now we see her on her ship and she's on the holodeck replaying the last time she saw chakotay and she even has a moment where she walks through her hologram self, like she freezes the program and just like looks lovingly into Chakotay's face. She's like, why didn't you call? We see the first on-screen hug in this episode of Janeway and Chakotay. I just, I'm sorry. All my girlies you, are I, I out there. I literally <laughs> like, told Gabby before, I was like, Ashlyn's going to talk a lot about Janeway and Chakotay. Well, I, I have to. You like, literally have to. Yeah. Everyone who's screaming with me, like scream louder because we're so close to them getting together. We're so close, guys. Yeah. Um, I just think this is a beautiful scene and tells you everything you need to know about their, at least that they have a friendship, you know, like you can tell they're very close. Um, he calls her Captain Janeway and he's like, oh, sorry, like force of habit. You've been newly promoted. And she's like, yeah, Captain Chakotay. Yes. Oh, so you get like where they're at. Um, and then you find out that it's a flashback, which I think is... Um, it's, yeah, it just makes it even sweeter to see that this is the moment that Janeway, like, can't get out of her head. Ow. Yeah. Okay. So much so that she created a program of him <laughs> and of That's that moment to, like, crazy. like with Rock Talk, you know, maybe to sort of use it as a guiding light or maybe just to, like, stare and wonder why Chicote didn't call. Um, I'm going to cry yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Like, I'm really glad they opened with this because it really helps us to understand where 
our other Janeway is coming from. And we're so used to hologram Janeway that like at this point, she's so different, you know? Yeah. She's, yeah, she's older. We can see her classy gray streak. I love um, her gray streak more than anything. I it's know. so good. She looks great. And she's more serious for sure. This is not like unburdened hologram Janeway that we've seen the whole time. Totally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There was no other hologram in that scene. Is that right? In the episode? Um, well, we saw that Janeway's hologram um, was advising Chakotay. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh. This is where we find that out. Yeah. And that Janeway, <laughs> I didn't really remember watching Janeway. Gabby, you and I watched this together, but I'm like, Janeway I uses it. I don't remember anything, I'll be honest. Janeway uses it to replay that day with Chicote. Oh, yeah, yeah. So oh. I so it seems like hologram Janeway that lost her memories was serving with Chicote, like we saw. And so that is really interesting once we see hologram Janeway start to get more of those feelings for Chicote again when she remembers him more and more. Ashlyn's mm -hmm. face yeah. just now. Well, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it, it interesting? <laughs> yeah. I mean, wouldn't mm. Hologram Janeway also love Chicote? It just makes yeah. sense. Exactly. Yeah. And so, again, in this episode, Janeway comes in clutch, saving the day with the tractor beam. I mean, obviously, Rock Talk really saves the day, but Janeway is ready at the helm to save them with the tractor. But yeah, like Janeway comes in clutch at the end of this episode and they find the location of the weapon with Janeway's help, which is starting to show the like seeds of, of Janeway's quote unquote betrayal. Yeah. I don't really feel it as a betrayal, to be honest, because obviously she didn't know this was non-consensual. Like she did not decide to do this. And so I think she's fine. Yeah, it's this is a great episode. And I also want to mention too that Janeway is like hugging Dal in this episode. It's very cute. And she says, this is a very new experience for, for a hologram and oh. like me or something. And I was just like, that's so cute. Like she's really sort of embracing this sort of like motherhood, like advisory, whatever you want to call it, you know, kind of mentor role that she's taken on. And I love that. She's literally embracing that role. So very cute. That's so sweet. I, I do wonder in previous episodes, we've talked about like which characters think that like holograms have rights or which mm -hmm. ones think like, eh, they're not really real or which ones think like, eh, no. And I still think that Janeway, despite having a hologram of herself, would not think that they have rights, you know? Yeah. I think she would just be like, oh, it's a good training mm -hmm. device, but it's I, I don't know. I just feel like she's on the line, even if she has her own hologram. Well, yeah, because she has experience of saying that. Like, she, even <laughs> yeah. with her own friend, the doctor, she was like, mm. like she, he's still like, it's fine. He's still a hologram. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And so I think it is kind of ironic that she was made it to one. Yeah. That, like, that says something, you know, I gotta just had learn. To, just yeah. had to throw that out there. Um, okay, let's go on to the Sleepy Borg episode. Um, let's <laughs> let Sleeping Borg lie. This is a good scary episode talking about mm -hmm. scary things. Uh, this, I was totally wrong a couple of um, minutes ago. I said that they used the holodeck as a like previously on device. That was actually in Sleeping Borg's <laughs> lie um, because 
which that is actually great previously odd because at this point so this is episode 12 it's been a while since we saw moral star part two they want to remind everybody what happened to the diviner what exactly gwen and the diviner were talking about and so this is a great use of the holodeck as a previously on scene so it was in this episode sorry fam nice that's fine yeah. But yeah, that's really only the time we see the holodeck. It was just a very, like, very baby mention to this extremely good Borg episode that we can't, well, we have to do a villain series for Prodigy eventually, so we can Yeah, Gabby, we'll have Borg. you, we'll have you back and we'll talk about the Borg in this episode. Yeah. Oh, um, the Borg. Oh, the Borg. <laughs> da, da, da. Okay, so now let's just go crazy on Ghost of the Machine. Gabby, you've been sitting patiently <laughs> waiting to talk about this. Talk about your thoughts about getting to see a full, awesome holodeck episode. Okay. My first thought, I was like, this is the only episode I remember Brianna telling me about, like, there was a holodeck episode. So I was really paying attention. I was on my toes. Yeah, like, yeah. really I sitting was, up like, watching. Yeah. Yeah, I was very excited. My favorite part was Jacob's ice cream. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what was it? Um, Specifically Jacob's. Pile it on. <laughs> Pile it um, on. <laughs> I love that scene. That scene alone held me over, but there's so many other great scenes in this episode. Yeah. Murph singing. <laughs> I was wondering, okay, let's just go right to it. Gabby, I was so curious because you said your favorite character is Murph. Tell us your reactions. Take us through your journey of seeing this for the first time. <laughs> My first thought was I was squealing very quietly. Okay, I was quiet, like quiet squeal. Yes, because I didn't want to wake anyone up because oh, it was like so nice early in, in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> then my next thought was like, he's talking. What? Huh? Come again? What now? It was it was very off putting for me. I'm not gonna lie. I was so confused. <laughs> yeah, because after this point, we've heard ah, like that's it for Murph. You know, like just a lot of noises and no okay. no speech. Okay, so I have an explanation. Did any of you like do it? Do you understand why he's saying, or not? Maybe not why, but do you understand how this happened? Well, I I mean at least for what Zero said was that yes um, yes. Was that it was that or very good lip syncing, you know, like, yeah, which I'm like, yeah, Murph's on TikTok, like, he knows how to lip sync. (laughs) (laughs) Very good lip syncing. I think that's exactly what it was. Sorry, Murph talk would be amazing. It's just Murph like lip syncing (laughs) to different things. That's the new hashtag, everyone. Murph's gonna go viral in the next year, so it's gonna be hashtag Murph talk, okay. Yeah, Done. you guys can make this happen for me. Make me proud. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that was the only thing that made sense because up until literally today, when I saw this episode, I thought that Murph like gained singing powers in the holodeck, and I was like, this is startling <laughs> to me. I guess the only other explanation is that like they made a holodeck Murph to just shock the pants off everyone <laughs> by making him sing, but. That seems way too elaborate, even for the holodeck. Oh, yeah. Well, and then I also, I, Gabby, I want to tell you that Rihanna and I have an inside joke. Um, I don't know if we've even talked about it on the pod, but when Prodigy was actively coming out, um, every episode was like, where's Chakotay? What's going on? And so my my like prediction is was that Murph was Chakotay. <laughs> <laughs> and so 
I have this dream of drawing the anamorphics covers. I don't know if you guys remember those books that look like a transition from an animal to a person. Um, I want to draw Murph to Chakotay. <laughs> the top knot and everything. But Rihanna made fun of me so much after no, this No, I was laughing with, with you, not at you. Like, so do you still think that Murph is Chakotay? Because <laughs> he's just like singing like a maniac. <laughs> And then also, Gabby, like you talked about in the beginning, like when he's the security officer, you know, Murph, like doing martial arts against the Romulans, like, is that Chakotay, Ashlyn? <laughs> is he going? Like, please. Prediction, yeah. buddy! Yeah. <laughs> that oh. scene with Murph, though, kick, kicking some Romulan butt, that was nice. hilarious. Peak. <laughs> Peak. I love that content but also Murph singing yes so good yeah and then also doll with like doll with with like his pirate crew that that yes. scene that that scene cracked me up he was like well I I want to have a crew that appreciates me every now and then yeah and they were all like doting on him one of them when they asked to look for the skeleton key dove overboard was like I'll look for it in the water <laughs> I was like, oh no. Don't you know? I laughed so hard at that. I was like, what's he doing? <laughs> That's too too devoted. I was just like, wow, Doll's really giddy. His like our flag means death, like pirate out at like just wanting to join go be a pirate vibes. Like oh, exactly. Oh. How did he become captain on that ship? Yeah. He just created it all. It's his little yeah. program. <laughs> I was thinking because I'll, it turns out a lot of Starfleet captains have this holodeck fantasy. We see like the Star Trek crew on a ship in. Um... I don't think it's a pirate ship though. Oh, it's not that's a pirate just, ship. That's, I think that's doll specific. <laughs> that it's pirates. <laughs> that it's pirates. Well, I think uh, there's a lot of connection between the sea and yes, your crew. Totally. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. I guess because it's like everyone sort of loves the fantasy of like ooh, like enterprise used to be a ship at sea and now enterprise is a, is a ship in the stars you know and so cards like we must have more ceremony on a ship <laughs> you know like it's so dorky but they all love it <laughs> i know and like doll is saying that zero's program is dorky but i think dolls is just as dorky yeah <laughs> is yeah i liked zero's program actually kind of sherlock holmesian yeah, exactly. It, the cellar door society. <laughs> Zero is just like solving mysteries that happen to come up. And I really like particularly that this episode shows everyone's personality really well, like through what holodeck program they're using, you know, and it strikes me so much that Zero would use a like mystery solving program because they're always solving mysteries aboard the ship and just like always expanding their knowledge and stuff. And so I thought that that was really perfect for them. I was actually thinking about you two while I was watching this episode because it reminded me of the um, escape room that we did together about yes. a year ago where it was literally like a Star Trek holodeck Sherlock Holmes theme. Yes. <laughs> and Gabby, yeah. like we were all epic. Yeah. Like we all really helped with that. Gabby crushed. Um, Literally crushed. We it. able we were able to get out with fifteen minutes left, but it mm -hmm. was similar clues, honestly, as to what Zero was talking about. Where we were like putting papers. We I don't think we put papers together, but there was like a lot of paper clues and yeah. like looking around the yeah. room, like where's the key? Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, there was a dead body. There was yeah. a dead body jumped out at us. Oh, that okay. was a good jump scare. No, 
I was like, I untied, there was like a closet thing and there was like a knot. I untied the knot. I screamed and ran <laughs> yeah. back. I was like, we Anna being the bravest of all of us. I was like, so chimp. I was like, well, gotta do it. <laughs> Search the body for the clue. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a real yeah. body, obviously. We're obviously. not crazy. Yeah. yeah. That would well, be we are, but not in that way. That'd be yeah. like really intense escape room. They had like be, one of the yeah. workers hiding in a closet. Oh or god. That's like that's like Squid Game escape room. Like that's not yes. good. Yeah. 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 And you know, I was also thinking in this scene that just frustrates me and usually I'm really just I really like Jacob Pog and I think that he's a really funny character but in this scene I was like don't drag on other people's programs you know like this is a pet peeve of mine when people like judge others for what they do in their free time or what like hobbies they enjoy and I was like I really like Zero's program and a lot of people would there's no need to disparage it because Jacob Pog his program like is awesome <laughs> he just like pretty much goes around and practice his like combat and fighting skills on these like biker gangs essentially like so random and it's just so funny and Gwen even says like oh I see why you guys spend so much time in here she's like yeah I'd like to beat up some people <laughs> like that sounds like fun yeah I was thinking about Gwen too because I see in actually in this episode because initially we don't realize that uh they have not left the holodeck we were Gabby you're talking about the ice cream scene we think that's just in the mess hall, but no, like they're still in the holodeck. I do wonder if they get full. And this is a question I always have, and it's never really answered. We've seen characters drink alcohol, drink anything, drink or like eat a bunch of food. And it seems like maybe it does fulfill you. I have no idea. Um, maybe it's like the placebo effect, you know? Yeah, like maybe you can <laughs> taste it, but you don't actually get full from it because it's not mm -hmm. real. I don't know. Like, if you licked sand from the holodeck, would it taste like <laughs> sand? I don't know. Of course you would try licking sand on the holodeck. <laughs> Come on, Ashlyn. <laughs> That's on brand. <laughs> I mean, this is what I need to know, you know? This is for you science. Facts. <laughs> exactly. So then, um, in a different scene, uh, we see Gwen, like, doing pull-ups with her cool, like metal bar thing that she can control and so the i was heirloom? thinking yeah exactly the heirloom thanks gabby <laughs> wow. always coming in clutch, clutch. <laughs> but she's like doing pull-ups which number one i'm like nice job working out and like do pull-ups are hard and then when she sees jacob's like street fighter program that that's exactly what i'm thinking rihanna is what a good workout i could get in the holodeck you know just like punching people all night long yeah, I mean, we talked about this, but Gabby, there's a character in Lower Decks who uses workouts by going on the holodeck and staging Cardassian prison breaks where she's just like, you know, kicking butt. And so I, I just crack up because literally she asks Gwen, so Gwen sees Jacob Pog's program and she asks, quote, did anyone else just see a feral human suffering from malnutrition strolling around here? <laughs> I was like, what a very specific definition of this hologram character. I was Yeah, that up. was weird. I was confused by that. <laughs> yeah. So completely funny. agree. I was like, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Gab, what did you think about Rock Talk's journey in the holodeck with all of the random pet things? loved it she was when she was talking about how she used to raise that one pet when she was like younger yes i loved rock talk's journey like through that absolutely and i like when she they're throwing the fruit in on doll's <laughs> yes. program yeah <laughs> to the hugger uh monster guy it's little like pet this, guy this 
patient is malnourished. (laughs) (laughs) All of their personalities shine through in this episode. Totally. I love that Rock Talk's program is essentially like a littlest pet shop, but like on the holiday with actual pets, (laughs) you know, or like those you know, they, there's so many of those toys that are very similar to what Rock Talk is doing. And so yeah, I that there's they just... so many nowadays. I used to be really into them. I don't even remember anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, they all always change, you know, but it's similar energy. And I just love that literally at one point, like glitter smooch is just bouncing around. <laughs> like, all these random, uh, random little pet guys. That was cute. Um, So I want to throw out some other facts so these are these are classic tropes that you see in like every holodeck episode um we see that the initially zero suggests how about we try to solve the mystery in my program because then the arch will appear this is when they first realize that they're locked in the holodeck and that is a classic way that you get out of a holo program you just have to play it out and then the program yeah yeah, and it usually works it's like plugging and unplugging something and plugging it back in that's normally the way you you like fix the holodeck if it's broken (laughs) and then something else we see is when jacob gets hurt in the street fighter the safeties are off and that's another classic and that's the thing that makes the danger real is suddenly you can like do whatever you want in the holodeck but if you get hurt you actually get hurt if you get killed you're actually killed so that definitely makes it more scary when they're like running from the pirates and or or like about to get drowned you know in the the ocean when they're trying to figure out like what to do talking to janeway back and forth about how ah we're trapped on the holodeck doll gives his command codes and yeah. this is another thing that captains get tricked into doing is giving their command codes to holograms. Yeah, because Picard gave it to Moriarty, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I was just happy to see all of these like tropes that we've seen so often, Rihanna, in the series come back up again. Um, and then uh, I also just want to remind everybody that at the beginning of this episode, they are using the holodeck to simulate a, a fight in the neutral zone and how they can get out of the situation. And I love that this is how they're using the holodeck because how else do they have to practice in these like really high stress situations? I think this is really smart rather than playing and having fun and not really thinking about the issue. They're like, okay, let's practice what to do. Yeah. They're like, exactly. We're, we're truly trapped here. I also oh, like when yeah. doll said, you didn't tell me you could super pinch. Super pinch. <laughs> yeah. When he's knocking down all his bodies. Yes. Yeah. Um, one more thing I do want to mention about ghost in the machine is just, I loved the style of it. I think they did all the holodeck transition really well, where first we have what we think is uh, the protostar, and then we transition to this like dark manor that's Zero's program, and then of course biker gang, and then it gets all black and white and goes to the, to the noir for the skeleton key club kind of thing. And I just think that's so cool because they're doing they're sort of integrating all of these different styles of both like television and just and like movies but also styles of programs you know and that Murph is just like likes the sort of noir scene is hilarious like Murph has got so much depth that we haven't learned about yet um but yeah just like really great setups I love that the piano turned into like a slide you know to take them to their next place like the holodeck program that because we see that Janeway literally said just create a holodeck program that like keeps them occupied and use whatever means necessary you know and so this holodeck program is like really inventive in creating ways to distract them it's actually pretty impressive 
I totally agree, Rihanna. And I love, uh, you mentioned movie references. It's totally taken from The Shining in that episode when the mm diviner -hmm. appears at the bar. It's eerie. so cool It's, yeah, it's yeah very well done. yeah Oh, and then, oh, this is, this is the last thing I want to say. Rihanna, you alluded to it earlier, but <laughs> this is the first time that we really get an explanation of how they use the holodeck. And this comes from Rock Talk. Um, because I think Dahl says we're over here, but zero's all the way in front of us. Like, how did that happen? And cause we're not in like that big of a room. Uh, rock talk says that there's motion floor tracking and visual horizon manipulation. So, I mean, it's not really an answer, but it is for them, you know? Um, Yeah. but I just thought it was cool that they tried to put into words exactly like what the holodeck is doing, because even in previous series, the answer is kind of like it's, It is. You move with it and the horizon <laughs> moves and you're like, okay, yeah. but what? Like, sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, but So, how? yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so my question is, Gabs, we have just talked about all the episodes in, or all of the holodeck episodes in Prodigy. Do you have a much better understanding compared to K Kobayashi, like what the holodeck is and the expansiveness of it? Yes, I do understand what it is way more now. Like, I understand, like, what it does more than, like, the first time that I watched. Yeah, that's good. I just want to make sure <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> we got to it, be it, watching out for our new trickies. well, Yeah. we have to make sure that the shows are servicing the people they need to. So Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. Us And young chops. <laughs> Big yes. chops. <laughs> so, actually, uh, Gabby... <laughs> Do you know the next, I don't think she knows the next series, Ashlyn, if you want to tell her, because yeah. So you this will be is... joining us again. As we mentioned, uh, is the last episode of the Holodeck series. And after this, we aren't going to jump immediately into the next series. We're going to do a catch up period where we go back and round off some series that we didn't get a chance to finish because some seasons weren't out. So that's right. We'll be talking about new seasons of Strange New Worlds, Picard. As soon as it's finished, we will be completing the Holodeck episode of Picard and that'll be the official end. So we just need to take a couple weeks to kind of recoup and uh, make sure everything is up to date. And then once that happens, we will be starting the engineer series. So we will have a whole episode of Prodigy just devoted to the engineers. I assume that'll just be rock talk, but And Jacob. who knows? Oh, He's and Jake, an engineer Jacob, too. Jacob. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then who knows, we might get new engineers introduced in the next season of Prodigy. So I don't think it'll be out by then Yeah, though. it won't So be never out mind. by then. <laughs> Yeah. I just, Yeah, I just unless lost it people. just drops like the second we're talking. Unless the whole season drops right now. Breaking news, everyone. That Yeah. would be insane. I think we'd all start weeping. The Hageman brothers are like, oh my god, the Dura sisters <laughs> are doing their new series. We have to finish. we have a cool engineer. <laughs> yeah. Right now, everybody, speed at it. You have to get it done in the next five minutes or you're all fired. Yeah, exactly God. right. Exactly right. But yeah, I think that's going to be a great series. Gabby, I can't wait to talk about that episode when we have you on next time. And <laughs> you I mean, just... you can't wait to rock talk. <laughs> Yeah, we got the rock talk it, Ashlyn. can't wait to talk rock. To the Jacob talk <laughs> max. to rock Jacob, talk about talk hashtag rock talk. Jacob talk. <laughs> talk Jacob Jacob talk. pog talk. <laughs> pong. Pong Pog talk. talk. Yeah. <laughs>
Gabby, thank you so much. This has been such a delight. Every time we talk to you on a very formal pod, I mean, quote unquote, formal podcast setting, I'm just always so impressed with your amazing thoughts and also that you just put up with us uh, being crazy about Star Trek. <laughs> and I love that you're joining the craziness. I'm so happy to see this. Yes, I'm really excited to be in this craziness too. Yay. Yeah, it's just absolutely wonderful to get to see my sisters and talk about Star Trek for uh, how long did we go? An hour and an hour 20. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. So, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you so much to Gabby. You've just been an incredible guest today, and we're so thrilled to just be having you on as a continuous guest for Prodigy, a continuous host for Prodigy. So thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. Yes, thank you. Yes. With you the are... two best sisters of all time. Aww. Oh, so sweet. Wow. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for listening. And we can't wait to dive into a bunch of random series next time. Yeah. <laughs> Live long and prosper. Woo-woo. Thank you for listening to the Dura Sisters podcast. Please tune in next week, where we will revisit a previous series with updated episodes from the Star Trek universe. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and check to see our suggested watch list for our upcoming episodes. Also take a moment to check out our content on Tumblr, TikTok, YouTube, and our merch on Threadless. All links can be found in the bio of any of our social media pages. If you like what you've heard today, please leave us a review on whatever platform you listen. By donating $1, $6, $12, or $23 per month, you can become a monthly patron and have access to exclusive episodes and merch depending on the tier you join. You can find all of this information and more at patreon.com slash the Dura Sisters podcast. If you would like to contact us for any reason, please do so at the Dura Sisters podcast at gmail.com. So far, we have covered these podcast series, pilot episodes, family, love and affection, time travel, movies, villains, feminism, death fakeouts, first officers, spooky series, and the holodeck series. If you haven't heard a particular series yet, what are you doing? Please go back and listen to any of these awesome episodes now. Social media marketing and editing is done by Ashley Gelman and mostly Rihanna Hurd. Our intro and outro is by Jerry Goldsmith. Wrong. Geo edits. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was trying not to laugh, and I realized I wasn't muted, so I was good. Oh, bro, I was cackling on this side. <laughs>